0: So we are joined by Kensu, content creator, streamer, fighting game enthusiast, uh, fighting game professor as well. Um, he's on YouTube, on Twitch. I'll have links to all of that, but welcome to the show, sir. What's going on? What's going on? Glad to have you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm glad that you got me here. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I've been watching your streams for a while, but usually I lurk. Um, I just want to get to know a little bit about your history, like what got you into fighting games and content creation. All right,
1: so let's start with got me to fighting games. So simply put, I just like the idea of 1v1 combat in, in games and then 1v1 sports, stuff like that. So boxing and stuff like that, Kung Fu, all those things are big inspirations for me. Um and just simply put, you know, from playing the first Street Fighter Two to Fatal Fury to King of Fighters, like I just never stopped. Like I was always thirsty for competition, always thirsty for like just seeing cool stuff in, in fighting games. So like big fan of combo videos, and in fact, <laughs> Combo videos is another big reason why I'm still here because I just, I used to just love seeing, you know, the creative sides of fighting games and seeing what characters can do. And uh, essentially, why I'm still here Um, in terms of content creation, like, well, I mean, what can I say? You can't be, you know, a fighting game player nowadays without making content, right? So, you know, I've been making content outside of fighting games professionally for years. And I just wanted to take those skills and just put them here and put fighting games on the map in a different light. Simply through my lens, not just from tutorials, but from you know perspectives and things like that. So I think it's very important that as, as you could say a senior player to provide that perspective for newer players that need guidance, if you will. So that's another reason why I'm still here.
0: Yeah. So what does fighting games mean to you and why is it important to give guidance to the newer players?
1: What does fighting games mean to me? Everything. <laughs> um And why is the guidance important? I just I just feel like one of the biggest things are like I think a lot of newer players don't have the ability to go up and talk to a top player, you know what I mean, and get that kind of extra advice or where to start. You know, it's very easy because you see a lot of things out there like lab your combos, you know, go to training mode. You see a lot of like the generic stuff, but never like the behind the scenes, like the true. Like behind the scenes, because I look at like fighting is like martial arts, right? You do have to train yourself. You do have to steal your will. There's a lot of mental preparation and things like that, especially if you're going to compete in tournament. But if you're a casual player, then you have to understand that there are certain levels that you have to like kind of go through first and foremost. You know, there's definitely yeah. a uh, emotions you kind of have to go through. There's always going to be some growing pains. You have to understand that, like, I was there at one point too. I'm here to help you kind of ease that down and understand that you'll get where you want to go. You just got to keep working at it,
0: you know? 100 mm, percent I feel like uh, I've had this conversation a lot with people who are looking to get better is um, I've been a lot more reclusive with my advice and my coaching in, uh as of late because I will the first thing that I'll do with people who are trying to get better is I will gauge how committed they are because I will help anybody who's trying to get good at fighting games but if I if you if you ask me for advice and then i tell you exactly what to go do in the training room or what to work on and you haven't done that there's nothing else for me to talk to you about until you like show me that you're willing mm. to work on that so like i'll have a serious conversation of like how committed are you to fighting games like is it something where you're willing to you know work past sometimes it's going to feel like work for some people like not every part of the process is going to be enjoyable if you're a competitor if you're casual Very that's true. a different conversation but that's that's kind of my approach to it nowadays because i've i've given so much advice that hasn't been listened to and i've even taken advice from people that I wasn't ready to hear as well. So it's been on my side as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a hypocrite or anything. So that's, that's sort of, um, I, I love helping people and I want to see them grow, but I don't want to force knowledge on people who are more casual, but don't know it yet. Uh, Couldn't so. agree more. <laughs> Couldn't agree more with that. Could not agree more with that. So speaking Full of FTC, of, of excuse me, um, there's some big things happening in the wake of uh, Capcom Cup in mm-hmm. the wake of the EVO announcements. And there's some things that I'm, I'm very excited overall. Like there's nothing bad that I have to say about any of this. Uh, but I wanted to get your take on this. You've been in the FGC for a long time. You've been making content and helping people. So the first thing is Capcom Cup. For those who don't know, there is uh, this is the last year for Street Fighter V. Street Fighter V is done in terms of the Capcom Cup, which is like a year-long series that ends in a kind of an invitational. The people who qualified, they go, they compete, you know, they kind of represent their nation, but they're representing themselves more than anything else, and they get a prize, you know, they get a big check that kind of changes their life. Um, what's nice. really cool, MenaRD won, um, won again, so he's the only Street Fighter V Capcom Cup two-time Capcom Cup ch- champion, but at the end of that tournament, they announced Street Fighter 6 is going to be the new game. And with that, the prize pool for first place is going to be a million dollars. And the total prize pool is going to be $2 million. So I, I want to get your take on that, your initial reaction, what you think about that. What did that what does that mean for the FGC?
1: Okay. So I'll do a little soft promo here and said I've already made a video on this on YouTube. It's on my channel. But I'll give you some extra tidbits that I didn't put in there. Uh so it's exclusive to here. <laughs> So essentially, when I first saw it, I sat back in this very chair. I reeled back and I said, wow, that much for a fighting game? And I looked up and I was like, there is a God. Like, Thank you. We finally are in a position where I don't have to go play League of Legends. I don't have to go play Dota. I got to come back to Street Fighter, say less, hell yeah. Like, and not just necessarily just for the money, right? But like the excitement of newer players coming in to take a shot at this. You know, of course, there's going to be the Daigos, the Tokitos, the Menas, you know what I'm saying? The Punks, all that. But now to me, it's like, look at those new guys that popped up, like Zen and some of the other newer players who were the who are quote unquote online warriors that came in and showed up and they did work. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine this on a grander scale. And furthermore, with a game that has even better online, Mind you. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is good. Like, finally, like, there's something that's happening here that's not even being taken into consideration, which is the bigger picture, right? And the bigger picture to me is the ecosystem that fighting games are about to get with this game, which Mm -hmm. is more for the content creators, more for the players, more for the casuals. Like, everyone's winning now. You know what I mean? It's not just about the $2 million, it's about everything else surrounding that, you know? And the fact that we're getting this now, I'm like, I don't have to wait for Riot to make Project L, because when they're talking about Pro Tour, I'm like, okay, this is cool. We, we kind of know that Capcom's going to come with some kind of money, but it's not... Don't expect it $2 million, you know what I mean? You know, that's like, that's Riot money right there, you know what I mean? That, like, they push for, like, their players for League of Legends. So yep. they're doing that for Street Fighter, and I'm just like, hey, man, $1 million is life-changing money. Just, just keep that a stack.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> 100%. So it's like,
1: so it's beautiful to see that they're offering this for players and they're offering it for their fans. So my initial reaction was just, just I was blown away. Um, so I don't know. I, I think this is history for fighting games finally. You know, I think yeah. they've been trying to get there between TWT and CPT. So seeing that they finally got there now, and you know, Capcom's the first. Now I'm looking forward to what's happening with Namco. You know, you know, I give, you know, I'm an arcs boy and I love you know guilty gear and stuff like that. But seeing what they did on their side and now Capcom's doing and now. You know, TWT is next, Riot's going to be on, on the on the next wave, you know, Multiverse already has their thing. It's like players can finally live off of this the way that they should, in my opinion. I think fighting game players should live the same lifestyle that the League players live, the Dota players live. We should have that for our players. Yeah. I think I'm just, I'm just super happy for it
0: we have the same level of dedication. Like we've been kind of living that life just with a lot less money. So the fact that they finally acknowledge that and they're like, okay, we're going to put some money behind this. We're going to actually commit to the FGC. It wasn't just um, who repl- I don't remember who replaced Ono, but it wasn't the new developers of Street Fighter. It was the CEO of Capcom, if I'm not mistaken. So not just fighting game people, but the actual CEO of the company coming out to make this announcement. Uh, so that, that in a way is an acknowledgement from the top of Capcom that, hey, I recognize you guys exist and I want to help support the scene. Obviously, it's mutually beneficial. Like, let's, let's not, wow. you yeah. know, fake it. They're, they're making money. This is marketing for them. But uh, something that I feel like a lot of people don't think about is that that $1 million, that $2 million, that's marketing for the game. And yes. people talk a lot about not wanting a game to die people make it so that games don't die if you want more people involved more marketing more money is involved so this is in my eyes is very very you know cyclical in a good way because more people are going to be interested with project l also being a thing there's going to be a lot of people who aren't fighting game players who are going to want to get into fighting games and project l is not out yet so they need something to get into you know you have this uh you have tekken coming out which is pretty far gone from this and then uh This is kind of a transition in a way, so we can kind of bounce in between these two topics. But uh, I'm a big Marvel head. UMVC3 is my favorite fighting game of all time, and on top of that, you know, Project L I think is very similar to Marvel in that sense. And other than Dragon Ball Fighters, I think that games like you know this Marvel that's going to be in Evo. They announced that line up. I'll go over that in just a second, but. There's going to be a like a, a lot of people getting into the older fighting games, really appreciating it. So non-fighting game players are going to get into this. And I, I didn't talk about this before, so I don't know if you know much about what my job is. But my job is very much in the world of esports, but on the collegiate level. So I run an arena, I run teams, I coach and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm around esports all the time, and I see everything but fighting games getting that respect. Uh, and finally, you know, but I hear them talking about wanting to get into fighting games. So, so I'm like... Thinking about, okay, how do I form a team and all this thing? So I'm I'm hearing college students talk about this, people who play League of Legends who don't touch fighting games, wanting to get into this. So that, that conversation with non-fighting game players is already there. It's just a matter of, of fostering that community. Of course. I agree. So on that note, I think we can kind of transition to the fact that Evo has their lineup. For those who don't know, Evolution is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world for like multiple fighting games, you know, non- developer fighting games, and this one is going to be huge for a couple different reasons. One, uh, if you didn't know, Pokimane, Pokimane is a co-owner uh, as well as... Not Sony, is it? Uh, I can't remember the other company that's a part yeah, of it. It's, it's, it's Sony, Pokimane, and I think some... Uh, it's like the, RTS, Cannon Brothers. Uh, the Cannonball, yeah, they've been a part of it for a long time. Um, yeah. So they, they've been working on it, but the lineup, just so you guys know, is Street Fighter 6, Guilty Gear Strive, MK11, KOF, uh, 15, and Melty Blood, DBFZ, and then umvc 3 Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. That game is like 15 years old now? Right? Something like that? But it's a hype game. It's a hype game, and I love it. I still play it. I still encourage people to play it. So that, that's amazing. But uh, I want to get your take on it before I start going off on a tangent. You know, what, What if anything, does umvc 3 being on this, or any of these other games like that catch your eye, what does that mean for you, or what do you think on, on some of these topics? Mm.
1: You want me to start with Marvel?
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm very curious so, about Marvel. What do you think? Honestly,
1: I'm happy for Marvel Heads. Um, mostly because UMVC UNV- uh, 3 is such a beloved game. I think that it's like... I think it's finally replaced MVC 2. Not that MVC 2 is replaceable, mind you, right? Mm. But I mean, like, it has its own magic to it, you know? It has its own charm. And, you know for what it's worth, throughout the pandemic, the, the community for that game has kept that game alive through mods, yep. Parsec, you know, Max did the, uh, you know, the Twitch Rivals for it. And to me, when I saw that, I was like, well-deserved. Like, I'm really happy to see that. Um, not to mention, I get to see, you know, Dante and Virgil kick ass again. Even though I'm not playing it myself, you know, I, I listen, I know a lot of people don't like Zero May Cry, but I'm just happy to see Dante and Virgil on the same team. I don't. I, I don't care. Yeah, um, I'm, a so zero for all I'm excited. Games, uh, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm—I don't know. I'm just super excited to see it again because, like, it's—it's it's Marvel, you know. Like, Marvel's always got tech. There's all kinds of things, and like, when I'm seeing things like Tapping Never Sleeps, you know, I you know I may not play it, but I still peek in on it and see what's going on. I'm like, people have been still pushing the game to its limits. Like, I don't—I I guess the best way to say it is, I think Marvel Three is pretty eternal. Like. There's no amount of like tech that players can't and won't find in that game. Different team synergies, finding other characters that like that they thought were whack that are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like it's a versus game. Like there's gonna be something broke at some point and someone's gonna figure it out. Yeah, and, it's okay. yeah. And it's it's just I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things where like this game has a lot of champions that can still come back and do their thing. You know, Christy, Justin, um, quite a few others, Nemo. The, those are just some standouts in my head right now. Oh, but yeah, I would love Pye. to see a lot of those. Yeah, Marlon Pie. I, I don't know if F is still allowed to come back and play, but <laughs> if F Champ decided to come back
0: and play, you know what I mean? He like, about like, it. He sounded pretty excited about it. I want to see Cane Blue River come yeah. back, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just I just want to see them go at it. Even if it's even
1: if this maybe for the last time on the Evo stage, I, I personally just want to see it. Like I'm never let down when I see that game. No, like whether whether you get bored of seeing Morgan throw a million soul fists, or you are tired of seeing Virgil do swords, there's just some there's just <laughs> something about. Look, I'm gonna just be honest with you. I'm gonna just be that guy for a second. There's like a chill that goes down my freaking spine when I see Virgil. They're going down. I'm like, do it again, <laughs> and make sure that that dude can't play. That's all That's all I want to see. I just like seeing the chaos of Marvel and that other dude just couldn't play in his life. That sucks. I hate to be
0: on player two side, but man, go get him, Virgil. I don't know. I love it. I love it. 100%. It's Marvel. It's Marvel. Wait, that's all I a, can say. A quick tangent I want to pick your brain on is um, I had this conversation with a couple of people in person. I'm not a big Smash guy, but I think that the fighting in community can learn a lot about the, uh, from the Smash community, um, mainly because of Melee and the community around that i hear a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about just fighting games dying and i hear from people who are disappointed that the game is dead but in my eyes a game can't die if people don't give up on it and agree the perfect example of that other than uh, UMBC 3 this is kind of what sparked that conversation but melee is is super duper old and that game is still having huge tournaments and so obviously there's there's different levels of games like marvel is a Pretty high-tier game in my eyes. Like that's the game that got me into competitive fighting games. That got me into like, you know, who uh you know, Filipino Champ was, who Justin Wong was. That's that's where I learned a lot of those players. Yipes, um, K. Brad. I don't I don't know how I learned about him. I don't think he was a Marvel player, but he was in that that circle. But either way, you know, my my thought around this is that a game can't die if people continue to support it. And I feel like there's a lot of people who could learn from the melee community rather than just giving up on the game because of the um the new Mm -hmm. game itis. I don't know what to call it, but. Of course, people are going to jump on the new, new game. game honeymoon phase. Yeah. People are always going to jump on the <laughs> yeah. new game. It's part of my job. So I'm going, I'm always going to be playing the most current game, supporting the most current games. But, you know, I'm still hosting smash tournaments, even though I don't play it personally. Uh, I will host whatever kind of tournament is people want to have, you know, in in here if they're willing to support it. So I just want to get your take on on that with the resurgence of UMBC three coming out and maybe other games getting supported. I'm um, I mean, you said it yourself, just clear as day. It's like, as long as the people that are playing it, it doesn't matter.
1: You know, like, Mm -hmm. one thing I do feel like the overall fighting community can learn from Smash is like, they never gave up. They didn't care that Nintendo didn't support them. They just cared. I guess you say that's the essence of fighting games and the uh, rather the essence of the fighting community at its finest with Melee. And I would even say Marvel, right? Like, they just don't care that, like, okay, we don't have the biggest prize pool, we don't have the pro tour, but we love the game. Mm-hmm. you know. And with the love of the game, it pushed the community to, to do great things for it, and that's why Melee is pretty much eternal. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that Melee is probably one of the only other games that will ever stay that way. I think the closest thing to that will probably be CBS 2, Marvel 2, and Third Strike. Those are the closest. Yeah. Not actual, I guess you say. I guess normal FTC or two D fighting game FGC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those games are still like among the classics, but like they don't hit those numbers like melee does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think what's even though you may have like a thirty man tournament, that's still a tournament, nevertheless. But like there's something to be said when there's players that are still trying like to surpass the goats and become a goat themselves and become one, you know one of the greats. Melee still having like well over like three hundred plus entrants in a single like shoot man even the regional I'm seeing like hundred plus two hundred plus I'm like, a regional man it's not even a major what's going on and then you look at the majors and it's like just as much as ultimate or you no know, it's it's I won't say it's as much as ultimate but it's close you know mm-hmm. what I mean like whenever they're at the same tournament right and I think Marvel three has shown I think the Marvel community as a whole it doesn't matter the game they just support it more or less yeah and, and I'm saying I think it's specifically Marvel 2 and Marvel 3. Not that Marvel Infinite players don't show up for the game because Yipes does whole can opener and people do pop up for that. Um, But I think there's just a different charm when it comes to Marvel 3 and Marvel 2 in particular. So I think as long as you have people like Yipes and big pillars like that, Mm. that are still around. I think think actually that's like the foundation is like you have those pillars. As long as they're supporting the game, that'll encourage others to support the game. So again, like TNS. As long as those guys are around, they'll do what they can to keep that around. And I think, I really feel like Yipes, Max, the TNS dudes, just, they just keep that game alive. And I think honestly, Marvel three is a game that could just continue living. I mean, I understand that they're trying to (laughs) put rollback in it now. And I'm like, you guys are insane. Like, but that's (laughs) but I think, I think that's dope though. And I'm even seeing like adding extra characters and stuff. I'm like dude, mods. Yeah. Yeah, and the mods go dummy. So I'm like, (laughs) just keep keep it up. You know what I mean? Like, don't let your game die. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people tend to give up when like the new game comes out because old game is dead. New game is great. And don't get me wrong, much like you, I support new games. You know, I'm I'm not playing Rev Two anymore. I'm still playing Strive. You know, but um, and I mean, you can always adapt and play both games. And I, but I think if you just really love something and you just want to keep mastering it and keep pushing yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. So mm-hmm. as long as I just at the end of the day, as long as there's a community pushing for it and there's good pillars and like everyone's supporting it to the best of their ability, keep pushing. You know? Yeah. And, and, and all these and all these new games got all these older games getting rolled back now. I mean, support it. Like you like the games, just go get them, Tiger. You know?
0: Yeah. Let's celebrate fighting games. I agree 100. And like the thing is, is that. For people who want a community for a game, you might have to be that pillar, that new pillar. Like you may have to be that person to go out and start an FTC. And yeah. I don't think there's any excuse. Like back in like 2016, I started an FTC, started it, you know, started talking to different venues, just reaching out, like, hey, can we do something? Found a place, found a home. That business closed down, and I moved to a new, another home, and we're still doing it there, and now we're growing. And it's like, it's not just me, it's now the community that's helping to build it grow, because I got, you know, a job and a kid at home and a wife. So I, I can't be there, but I've started to train and, and mentor other people who can start to work on that and build that community. So, you know, finding those people, creating that environment, I, I think it's, you know, it has to be the individual. Don't rely on somebody else, but also support other people if they are doing that already, for sure. Absolutely. Um so what Absolutely. about the the other games on that lineup? Anything that pops out to you? Any thoughts on, on any of the games that are surprising?
1: MK11. Hmm. I get it, M boone I get it. I get it, Boone. You want to announce MK12 Evo. I get it. But like <laughs> I think the meme is like that game cut over Skullgirls. And I I I kind of feel that way. I, I think there's there's games that I always wanted to see at EVO, even if I didn't play it. Like, for example, Battle for the Grid. I may not mm. play it super heavy, but I thought Battle for the Grid was a really, like, it started out rough, but like where it is now, I think it's a pretty cool game. Um, So I'd love to see that. Hell, I mean, really, in all honesty, I think Skullgirls actually deserve the second go-round, honestly. Yeah. like I, I think, because they have an active scene, they have, you know, um, they have their new battle passes and stuff like that. Like, they have new characters coming out. Like I feel like, that community just needed another real go around, honestly. So I think MK11 could have been like side tournament status. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on anyone that likes MK11 or anything like that. So don't come out here trying to cancel me for it. It's just, I think that there are other games that deserve some little bit more shine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's no hate, no malice. Just dude, even the players who play that game don't want to play it. So it's kind of yeah. like, why is this here? Like, something else. Um, but that's probably the only game that I would say that's kind of like, why? <laughs> but everything else, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. This yeah. makes sense. Um, I would say the, the biggest, and I mean, the absolute biggest reason to even be at evil this year is 1,000% Street Fighter VI. Like That game is going to be like, I don't even know what to say. Like Street Fighter V in its first year at Evo was like 5k plus entrance. And I can only imagine this time is gonna be that and then some.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be nuts. It's the gonna competition's nuts. gonna be crazy too because of the crack version. So you know you have the, the hardcore people out there grinding. I don't condone it, but there's gonna be some crazy stuff happening, and there's some some people gonna get bodied bad, I think. I okay, so I do want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, I do think.
1: That yes, you got the people out there with the crack and whatnot, but like, I think that that can only get you so far because mm-hmm. the game is like, it's safe to say that the crack is probably the game, but you have to you know evaluate. You have to equate that there's other characters coming in, and you're only gonna know so many matchups. Mm-hmm. Now let's keep it a stack. I mean, most people are probably just smashing on Guy at this point because he's pretty stupid. I mean, there's no telling how much of that's gonna go away, because um, that was the same way for Street Fighter Five, right? Like true. Mika was broken. Rasheed was broken in some of those things, and like none of that stuff made it into the final build. And it's like all those combos and things that you may have practiced, all gone. Now you got to play whatever this version is, and this is the final. You know, so it's like yeah, you can get kind of comfortable and get kind of cheeky with it, but that's it's not enough. You have to actually play people. You actually have to play people, like, and I mean, just coming from someone that's played like several different builds of Guilty Gear Strive, you know what I mean? Before final version came out, and it's like, wow, this is not from the first one to where we are now, or even like up till full release, completely different. Mm-hmm. So you can have whatever that quote-unquote advantage is, but it's minimal. It's like it's like when people get the mom and pop shop version. Like case in point, MK11 mom and pop shop version came out, and then the day one patch hit, after everyone made all these crazy combo videos and showed you all this crazy tech, gone the next day. Actual release. And I'm like, hmm, remember when Collector had an Infinite? Oh, that's right. It's actual release of clock. It's gone. Remember when Frost had a BS 80% combo? Oh, it's gone. So, nah. It's 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 really not that great of an advantage, to be honest,
0: in my that's opinion. good point. I like that. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a, that's a really good point. I'm trying to think who all is not in there. I know JP is not in there. Blanca, Honda, Zangief. Pretty much uh, all
1: the characters that they announced recently not in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you still have like eight other characters that are not there, that are not present on top of like, you know, all the others that we don't know if they're gonna be in there yet, like Akuma, Rashid, Ed, and that what Aki character. So, like, there's they're probably season past characters, you know, everything's mm-hmm. been leaked already. But the point of the matter is they're not even in, in, in there yet. And like if you're only good at these like quote unquote eight matchups. And like let's say everyone just let's say said players just mashing on Jiri, right? You only know one matchup. Mm. Maybe you just only know those matchups and to whatever level that is. That's not equating how Daigo's gonna play that, Tokido's gonna play it. Let's just say Japan as a whole is gonna play it. Let's also look at problem X. Oh, Mena, Dominican Republic. Like, there's no <laughs> like yeah. this is not like this playing in your bubble with the crack is not It's not only gonna get you so far. It's <laughs> not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. It's not enough. You have to play multiple players to get it down. There's no way. That's not. That's not. It's not good enough. You can train in mode if you want. I mean, if that's go for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like,
0: the only thing I would want. I'm not touching the crack because I'm not trying to get in trouble by any means. But like, that's the only thing that I would do is just a training room and learn the mechanics because like the whole OD system and everything still baffles mm-hmm. me. I didn't like fully understand that when it came out. So that's going to be most of like what I do when the game finally comes out. Um, so I I wasn't going to mention this before because I have it in my notes, but I wasn't sure what like how you felt about it but i see in the corner of your screen so i got to ask about your take on Tekken Nate. like what you think about it so far
1: the game is that game is looking peak
0: <laughs> that game is looking
1: peak i'm not going to lie i'm super excited for street fighter 6 and i'm so happy to play that but like every time i look at something for tekken i'm like this this is this looks like the tekken for me now like i've always played it i've always been somewhat competitive with it um but and just a little backstory on that, like I have two-time Evo champion, Tekken Five Evo champion here in Houston, which is Crow from Tekken Five, and yeah, even Tekken Five twice, like back to back, 2005 and 2006, I believe. That so Jet Crow or a different and Crow? Crow in H Town. Okay, <laughs> but um, he was like my teacher in that, and then there's also DJ Core, who also lives out here. He was a uh, really big back then. That's like student and teacher, and then they they did their thing. They they. Basically, I was always growing growing up around Tekken with those guys. I always played with them. Uh, But this one is looking like the one that I can like pave the way for myself. Because it's looking, and it's not because it's the whole, the aggressiveness thing or whatever. It's just what I'm seeing in the mechanics, like they're stepping into the realm of like Arxis and like Guilty Gear. So Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in these mechanics because like Guilty Gear has always had pretty unique mechanics. So when I'm seeing what they have there, they have a cool little cancel system. It's not just Juggles and all that. Other, they have these activations and things like that. There's a lot of requirements. So like, I guess as an ArcSys boy, I'm just a fan of subsystems. So it's, it's more than just my footsies and using Rage and my Supers. Ah, you got this whole EX thing and mm-hmm. how the mechanics work in terms of getting your life back and things like that. And everything makes sense because they're breaking up the monotony of Tekken. And I think that's something a lot of Tekken players don't seem to grasp is that like, one of the biggest reasons, in my opinion, why people don't always stick with it, is because the way it's not so much the footies, but it's like there's a there's always a big lull in Tekken when you start playing neutral. So when that lull happens, and there's like a lot of Korean backdashing, and then like a lot of people are like, well, what's like they understand that there's like a spacing thing happening, but they're like, well, now what? Because yeah. what happens, and but and the thing is, that when I want to say the monotony, right? Especially when you look at tournament. Wall stage, I lost. You know where we're going next? Infinite Azure. Every single time. Every single time. They go to Infinite Azure because they're like, there's no walls. You you gotta beat me up normally. We're gonna play, we're gonna play Tekken as it as it's always been without walls. And you have to win. Oh, well, you can change stage now, whatever. All right, now we're gonna pick bigger stage that has walls, but takes forever to get there. So it's like, you don't really get to see all of like I don't know they have all this corner carry and stuff like that but like you don't want to do it you know you don't want to push to the wall and play at those at those places like this is part of the game and like they're kind of like avoiding it because I know stages matter in matchups and this isn't to like knock anything but it's like when you're when you're watching TWT and like that's everyone's counter pick it's like okay really <laughs> so I I just think that the way it is right now with uh, the whole aggression system, getting your life back on, I just think it's just super interesting, and mm. I think it's going to encourage more people to want to play Tekken because like you have a way to come back without. It's like it's like they're making a game with comeback mechanics that require you to be good, as opposed to I don't know how people feel about X Factor, especially early on, but like even X Factor kind of balanced itself out. Like yeah. a lot of people from what I've seen, they had a lot of issues with them. The system oh is aggressive. They want you to match. It's like. Are you guys really doing this? Because like the first year of every fighting game is like a mash fest. Everyone's fighting, everyone's scrapping, everyone's pressing buttons. No one knows what's plus, no one knows what's negative. Of course, you're gonna mash, right? But like your quote-unquote aggression here in this game is giving you a reward, right? If you're losing and you're taking chip damage, you know they're I don't know they're just adding different properties, and I don't know it's just it's just super interesting to me. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to really playing that and sinking my teeth into that and uh, playing that alongside you know Street Fighter Six, honestly.
0: For sure. I'm fairly excited about it. I Seven is the first Tekken I really got into and understood, like actually playing the character. I, I was a lucky Chloe I main for the longest time. Ah. <laughs> Okay. I already know. I already know. Yeah. But then I switch over to Lydia. Um, I still Ooh, play Lucky okay, Chloe, okay. but like Lydia is just so cool. She reminds me of Hitomi from DOA. I was a big DOA mm-hmm. guy. And um, so like coming from DOA, I always hated Tekken because DOA felt so smooth. The transitions, the animations, it felt so good, even if you were just mashing buttons. Tekken felt so robotic and stiff until I understood how to play it. I think that's another thing right. to the game is that uh, it... It's not easy to pick up. A lot of people say the game is simple, not- but it's like you have to know why it's simple before you you can make it simple. And that means you have to be experienced in the game to understand why it's simple. So you still have this Thank like you. huge time gap before you get it. And you know, watching a lot of games and being around the FGC and having friends that played it, uh, I finally understood it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this out. I have a hitbox now. Um, I couldn't. I can't do the Korean backdash shortcut thing. I have to do it naturally still, because uh, I don't have the SOCD cleaner in mind yet. Uh, I'm building a new one. But either way, I gained an appreciation for the game. I started playing it at locals. We did tournaments for it, and you know, doing doing decent, not great. You know, not not better than the Detroit players out there. But either way, you know, eight is looking really good. I don't understand all the mechanics just yet, but I'm really excited to see where it goes. So, Thank you. the last topic that I want to talk about. We already alluded to it a little bit, but it's Project L, right? Um uh, it's no surprise what it is now. You know, it's League of Legends fighting game. It there's hasn't been a lot of information on it uh since the last time they announced it back in like uh I don't remember when it was, but it was a, it was a good in the fall uh some but it hasn't It's been quiet since then. They said it would be um but I I think that that game means a lot for the FGC potentially. Um you know, you have the Cannon Brothers who are the co owners of EVO and also the people who created GGPO. So we know the net co- code is going to be good and we know there's going to be tournaments for it for sure between Riot and the Cannon Brothers. Uh, and they, I play League of Legends or I did um, a lot back in the day. And there's, there's going to be some great characters in there. They have a huge roster, it's a tag game. You know, I have some thoughts about what they could do with the game and what I think they probably will do. Uh, Before I get into that, though, I want to know just what your thoughts are and how you think that's going to affect the FGC as a whole.
1: Okay, so first and foremost, this is going to maybe rattle some some feathers a little bit, but that game isn't designed for the FGC. Mm -hmm. That game is designed for League of Legends fans. That game is not for FGC. It's, It's League of Legends fans who wanted to play fighting games with League characters and not so much the FGC. And I say that because uh, it's pretty clear as day. Um, it's kind of like how, if you look at Riot's gaming structure mm-hmm. and how they make their games, they made a shooter to to rival what Counter Strike and Overwatch, and they combined it. It's like so that game was made for fans of both of those, and they combined the two. So this is the same thing. This is just the, fan, the fans of like fighting games that play those games like League. They're there. You know, they had their own card game based on what? League of Legends. Was it for League of Legends fans that like card games? Mm-hmm. This is for League of Legends fans that like fighting games. Um, is it pivotal for the FGC? Absolutely. But that game first and foremost isn't the cannons won't say it, but it's it's clear as day. Like Riot doesn't make it. the FGC is minuscule to Riot, right? Mm-hmm. Like the FGC at large, it doesn't mean and I don't want to make it seem like Riot doesn't care about FGC because they obviously have the cannons there, right? They have People who play fighting games in that development team for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's first and foremost that the FGC is just going to be along for the ride, to be honest. That's how I'm seeing it. Like Street Fighter is designed for FGC and fans of fighting games, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas so this is for fans of League of Legends. So, but going back to it, yeah, they're gonna have everything that they do for League of Legends, Valorant it's all gonna be present for that game. There's no two ways about it. You know, it's gonna happen. They're gonna have the crazy worlds. They're gonna have their all, all that's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's kind of like a, a no brainer. It's all it's it's like that. That game's like path is already set in stone. It's when is this dropping? Mm-hmm. Um, does it mean a lot to the FGC? Absolutely. But like. I think people gotta steal their their nerve because you're gonna be dealing with a lot of League of Legends fans, <laughs> and those dudes have been wanting to play fighting. Like, you know, what's his name? Double lift. Like, he's yep. another that dude can actually play. You know, he can actually play fighting games. And you know, I think I remember him saying like he was stuck on contract with Riot, so he couldn't play at Evo when he wanted to play Street Fighter.
0: Mm.
1: Now here's a League of Legends fighting game, so he ain't gotta worry about that. It's all it's all within Riot now. I want to, you know, that. and yeah, so it's like. Those people that have been playing these games, they've been wanting that. And I mean, the rosters are going to be ridiculous. I mean, they have so many champs to pull from, from just League in itself, not even including the lore. You know, like there's characters, like, all I can say is, like, I've talked about this a lot on my stream, and it's like, it's a big compound thing, right? And I'll try to break it down as quickly as I can here, but like, Project L, just right as a whole, everything is designed from from that for like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's always, it's for right, it's always a compound thing, right? So if you look at it, right? Arcane and then, dude, they're like the masters of marketing, I swear. Yeah. I did a lot of research on them. But so if you look at Arcane, right? Arcane was designed to help celebrate League of Legends and like new seasons and the new beginnings of things happening in League, right? And how they've kind of really meshed the world in and they're making a story centric around that, right?
0: Mm hmm.
1: Where, where Arcane starts out is Piltover Bridge, right? The very first stage they show in their production of Project L is Piltover Bridge. They're letting you know off rip, Arcane characters are most likely gonna be here. They're trying to draw like people to pay attention to what they got going on here and what's going on there. Like mm-hmm. I can show you so many things where like they've done all these little marketing tricks and gimmicks to mm-hmm. get you to pay attention to certain things. Because they're they're marketing Project L in other ways that people aren't noticing. And it's like, I'm just sitting back here as someone who works in marketing, you know, I'm just twiddling my thumbs and I'm like, come on. I'm connecting the dots. Is everyone else gonna get this? Because I'm seeing what's happening. So, but all that aside, their their marketing for the game is ridiculous. And they chose cool characters to do to start out with. And like again, most fighting game players, while they may be familiar with League, they're not familiar with the lore, which is why. Hey, you want to get familiar with the characters? Go watch Arcane. Mm -hmm. So they're just like they're just slowly pushing people. You don't want to play our fighting game? Go play the actual game. You don't want to play the? If you don't want to play the mobile, you can play the card game. If you don't want to play the card game, you can play the fighting game. You don't want to play this? You can play that. Oh, by the way, we have all these uh, RPGs coming out. Like, was it Ruin King came out? And those characters in Ruin King, they all have other designs. Guess what? Like, well, Misfortune has a different design. Some misfortune, that design is probably
0: going where? Project L. Alternate costumes too, maybe DLC. Because the, the, the game's probably gonna be free. So, alternate costumes are gonna be their, their source of income for sure. Oh, they're gonna listen. <laughs> they are, listen, they've already made a bag
1: off of me for a collie, okay? <laughs> like, they're gonna bag off of me again. I'm just gonna keep it a stack. Like, I'm gonna
0: play that game. I'm gonna play a collie. And I'm gonna oh, play whoever yeah. else for the collie. That's it. Listen, I, I am a Vi one trick. For like three or four years. (laughs) So I've been eating good. Okay. I had Arcane. I know for sure that she has to be in Project L. I'm looking for Darius, not Darius. Well, Darius can be good too, but Vi and uh, not Rakan. What's the other Vestian, the half Vestian top laner? Set. Set. I want Set and Vi as my squad and just brawl with people. That's all I want. And I'll be happy. I don't care what other characters are in there. Put Heimerdinger in there, Timo, whatever.
1: I got something for you. Hold on. Oh no. How you mention your Hey, yo, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Vi. Whenever she came out, I was like, Jimmy.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm the main Vi. Because of my job, I got invited by Riot to go to LCS Finals. And, hey. like, uh, it was a great time, first off. But uh, I had a sign. <laughs> that I, I made like they let you like make signs and whatnot, and I was like, "Play what did I say? Like, don't be a coward, play Vi or so- something crazy like that." It was like it wasn't raunchy or anything. But I was like, "You need to play Vi," and I just had like a giant Vi fist on there, the gauntlet. Oh man, favorite character. I'll just I'll just solo pick her and just I'll carry. I'm in mean, like silver gold. But I'm not good at the game, but either way, that's that's what I want. But to to bounce back to what you were saying before. um... I think that's a good point. I totally agree that they they are the masters of marketing. Uh, I like that they have their own uh, gaming ecosystem. You know, they have all the genres that they want and they kind of feed back into each other for sure. You know, Valorant's mm-hmm. a great game. I, I couldn't really get into it myself, but, you know, I'm around CSGO. I'm around Valorant because I'm like I'm a head coach. So I have a Valorant team. Um, so I see it a lot. We I see production for it a lot, but uh, you know, I see League of Legends a lot too, because I have a League of Legends coach and a League of Legends team. And just like I, I played the games. I played most of these games. So I had um I got to like a super high rank in the phone version, um, Rift, Wild Rift. Wild uh, Rift. I played Rune, uh, Legends of Rune Terra. Um, I played the uh the Battle Chess game, the Chess Battler game that I can't think of right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've played all these games, and they do a great job. Like, Valorant is its own thing, but, I mean, it's still a Riot game, uh, and it does make you curious to know what their other games are. And I, I think they've done something that a lot of other developers don't really do, especially since they don't ever have any physical copies of most of their games. You know, it's all just PC, free, download it, play it, and we have skins. There's not too many, you know, Nexon, maybe, But in terms of competitive games, I don't know too many other companies that do it the way that they do it. And I totally agree that I think it is a fighting game for League of Legends players. Um, And I think that's what's going to make it so popular for the FGC because it's going to be a gateway game. There's going to be a lot of non-fighting game players that get into this game and want more. Like they finally understand some of the things like footsies is going to still be a thing. You know, it, it might be very different, but it's still gonna be a thing. They have wave dashes in there, so it's very similar to Marvel in that sense, the movement. Uh, you know, they're, they're still gonna have, you know, hit confirms and stuff like that. It's just easier execution. And I can say as someone who, um, I wasn't able to reach a higher level for a long time because I just didn't understand execution. It was a huge barrier for me, but I just, I didn't care. I like fighting games enough to just keep on trying and beating my head against the wall finally understood it, and that's when I was like, oh, this is the mind games part of it that people always talk about. Now I understand it, and so I think Project L is gonna get a lot of non-fighting game players into fighting games, and they're gonna be like, I want more. Like, I know so many kids in the Kalamazoo FGC that are like, their first game was, you know, maybe Street Fighter Five or something, and then they discovered, like, Plus R. And now I have one guy, he's like 21 or 22, and he hosts Plus R tournaments. Like, there's no way he grew up with that game, but now he's playing press R because he had his gateway game. So I, I think for sure there's gonna be a lot of people that, that go over there. So it's gonna be a huge surge, like a huge surge of people getting into fighting games and it'll settle back down. But I think with, you know, uh, we'll see how Bandai Namco does, but I, with Capcom doing their $1 million prize pool for first place and 2 million total, uh, and potentially other companies following suit, I think that, that leveling off is gonna be higher than it's ever been for a long time. And if fighting games keep coming out, um, and if we have a fighting game that's really good that does live service outside of Project L um, that doesn't keep doing 8, 9, 10 games and just keep updating what they have, um, I, I think we will see just a long lifespan of fighting games. That's my thought. I could be way off on that, but I think that's where we're going.
1: So I, I definitely have words for that. So mm. this is probably where I'm going to ruffle some feathers again, but I don't think that we need more after this. I think what's most important right now is that whatever's out right now, they need to mean whatever that product is better. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, we don't need Guilty Gear Strive 2. We need you to just update Guilty Gear Strive and just keep making it better. Yes. You know, um, I think the same for Street Fighter 6, Project L, Tekken 8. I think if there's anything else to come out after those games, I think they need to focus on just making one product, make a good game and steadily update it over the course of time. Because we like we're in an era right now where you can't just keep putting out part two, part three, part four, part like these updates coming in the form of like sixty dollars in 2023, and beyond no. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Yep. Like, especially when you start stealing your nerve and start seeing how much you're actually spending. It's like and then you add DLC too. It's like, no, just make your game good off rip. And go from there because I think one of the biggest problems in fighting games now is there's too many games. It doesn't mean that it's 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 bad that we don't. I don't think it's bad that we have a legacy of games. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but I think the the issue is like we can't. It sucks to say that not every community can get supported. Mm. It does say it does suck to say that, right? Because it just sucks, right? But I think there's there's room for everything, but I don't think that we need to keep oversaturating because one of the problems is like new new game honeymoon phase comes out, everyone's playing it early on, and they're like, "Oh, this game sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they go back to whatever they were playing or whatever. And it's like, that that's happened so much. And I think the, there's, a there's the, I will say this, there's one game that I think deserves another shot at EVO. I think that was Sam Show. I think Samurai Showdown had a really good impact in 2019 when I was there. And I think that it would have been cool to see that community just as well as Skullgirls get another chance. I forgot about that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, now that game's getting rolled back. You know, SNK is really trying to push that. I think having I think having two SNK games would have been great. You know, they had fourteen in Sam Show last time, I believe. So why not go for fifteen in Sam Show again? Like, I think it deserves to be a repeat game. Um, because I see SNK trying really hard with that game, and I think that's that that is a game that truly I think deserves more 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 shine. I think um, not just because I'm a Sam Show fan, I really am, but I, I think. That community, just like Marvel, is another one that was working really hard through the pandemic to try to keep it alive. Mm. So, but in the grand scheme of things, I just I just think that like if we keep having like more and more games, I think it makes it harder for those games. It makes it harder for said games to get support because players are dividing their themselves into so many different games. And like while it's good to celebrate and have a whole bunch, I mean, when it comes to MOBAs, it's Dota, League of Legends, and like what, Smite, kinda. And it doesn't really matter that like everything else afterwards, not that it doesn't matter. It's just like the player base just gets small like as you start going down, the player base gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So and then what ends up happening is those games end up dying off. Now, granted, that doesn't mean the games can't stay alive, especially through, through like things like Discord and things like that. But still it's I think it's kind of nerve wracking to have to split yourself through so many different games as a fan when you should like personal opinion, just focus. Because it makes it, it, while it's good to play a a, a a plethora of different games, I think it, it also kind of hurts and stunts your growth to some degree. Yeah, because you're trying to learn the neutral of this game and then the neutral of that game, and then when you finally get in this game, then like you're trying to bring in habits from this game into this game, and it's like it makes it so much harder for the newer player to kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like kind of one to two games at most, if, especially if you're starting out. Like it's good because like if you start
0: dividing your attention, it just it gets it gets bad in my opinion and i think Specifically, competitive fighting game players are the people that like we're talking about here. Because like, if you're a content yes, creator, so play true. whatever you want. Because like, you, you're kind well, of absolutely. celebrating all those games. Or if you're casual, that's fine. But like, specifically, yeah. people who are like, I'm trying to win a tournament. Like, those are the people that we're talking about here. Uh, which that's you know that is me <laughs> to some extent. You know, I I do make content for it from time to time. But uh, I do have a competitor's mindset. And for the people who are like, yeah, I want to win something. I want to win Evo. I would 100% agree with you. And I also agree with like, you know, I call the legalization of games no. League of Legends isn't the first person to do this, but I think they're the, one of the most successful to take one game over the course of however many years and keep the game, but make it a new version over the course of those updates and those patches. And I think that fighting games need to go that route uh, because of exactly what you said. Um, for mo- and also for the reason for like um, one community staying where it's at And being able to grow the the spectator side of things, you know, like, hey, I like this game. I wanna keep watching this game. Even if it changes, I wanna keep watching this player play these tournaments in this game. But if two new games come out, they can go either way and kind of be irrelevant in in either one. So it's like, it it does create this divide where I love fighting games. I'm not saying new developers that are not like the big three, big four need to stop making fighting games, but I, I do think Capcom, Bandai, uh, even, you know, Guilty Gear Strive or or any of the um, Arxis games. Like, Dragon Ball Fighters, I think they could do more with, or just, like, you know, they, they could have some good ideas with that, maybe add new animes to it or something like that, but keep the same structure. It'll get crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I do think that, you know, setting that expectation so that people aren't, like, feeling bamboozled because, you know... Uh, It's not new for fighting games. Like Street Fighter 2, how many versions of Street Fighter 2 are there? There's like a bajillion of them. Um, And even some modded versions. So they're not not new. This isn't a new concept. Street Fighter 5 has had a bunch of different versions. So it's not new to Street Fighter players to have a version change over the course of time. But I do think with the existence of live service now, that is an expectation that they should start to set for one fighting game and that's their competitive fighting game. Maybe they make other games that they're not going to support competitive-wise, but they still make other fighting games for fun and stuff. Um, Because I think there are some cool novel games that come out that are really fun, but I don't want to compete in. So I, I do 100% agree with most of those things. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm curious to know, I like discourse, right? I don't like drama, but I do like discourse. I like people who disagree. So I would love to hear any feedback from people who listen to this and are like, I disagree. Tell me why you disagree. Let me know why. And like, what is your thought around it? What is your logic around it? Mm-hmm. So that we can have that conversation and kind of bounce back and forth. So again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we're out of time for today, but I would love to have you back on the show some time to talk about more stuff. Um, The 45 minutes went by very, very quickly. Um, So I really appreciate you being here. Links will be in the description for for all your links, for his YouTube, for his Twitch, uh, for your Twitter as well. So make sure you guys check him out. He's a great content creator. I've been following him for a good while, and I'll just, you know, I lurk a lot. But either way, any last words you want to say before you go?
1: Well, simply put, one, thanks for having me on here. And two, you guys don't give up on fighting games. Keep going. Work hard. You know, keep trying out different things and just, Just play more fighting games. (laughs) All of them.
0: (laughs) Whatever one. Just just play. (laughs) Perfect. All right, guys. We will see you all.